Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us in this episode of ASHP's podcast on medication safety, the podcast where we discuss current trends in medication safety, regulatory issues, and best practices that improve patient care. My name is Hannah Van Ochten. I'm currently a PGY1 pharmacy resident at Denver Health in Denver, Colorado. Today, we will be chatting with Georgian Van Dyke, an infusion center pharmacist here at Denver Health Medical Center, about ISMP's best practice number one, dispensing vinca alkaloids as an infusion in a mini bag versus a syringe. This is an important topic because there have been reported deaths across the world associated with dispensing this medication in a syringe and administering it into the spinal fluid, also known as an intrafecal route. This can be lethal to patients, but can be prevented by using some best practices that we'll discuss here today. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for inviting me today. I am excited to talk with you about this important best practice. Thank you. So, Georgian, can you tell us a little bit about vinca alkaloids' current place in practice today? So, the vinca alkaloids are primarily used in the treatment of acute lymphoblastic leukemia and Hodgkin's and non-Hodgkin's lymphomas. They're also used in treatment of neuroblastoma, germ cell tumors, and sometimes lung and breast cancer. So the vinca alkaloids are a subset of what we call traditional chemotherapy agents. The agents are approved for use in the United States are vincristine, vinblastine, and vinorelbine. So the vinca alkaloids target the M phase of the cell cycle by binding beta-tubulin within the cell. This disrupts microtubule function, leading to cell cycle arrest. And can you tell us a little bit about why these are so lethal when they are administered intrathecally? For sure. So, well, the vinca alkaloids are either vesicants or irritants. These agents are only for intravenous administration into a well-placed venous access device. A vesicant is an agent that causes blistering or tissue necrosis. And an irritant can cause a more localized inflammatory reaction, but is associated with some tissue destruction as well. During intrathecal drug administration, medications are introduced directly into the spinal fluid by either lumbar puncture or an intraventricular catheter, such as Nomaya Reservoir. There is a short list of medications known to be safe for intrathecal administration. Once an agent is inadvertently administered intrathecally, there is little that can be done outside of aspiration or irrigation. These injuries are complicated by the fact that the error may not be noticed until the patient is symptomatic, delaying time to intervention. The results are often catastrophic, involving either neurologic devastation or death. Other oncology drugs associated with fatality, if given intrathecally, include donorubicin, doxorubicin, and bortezomib. All are either vesicants or irritants. But vincristine is the most frequently reported vinca alkaloid associated with accidental intrathecal administration. More than 140 deaths are known to have occurred from unintended administration into this anatomic space since the drug came to market in 1963. Thank you. These sound like some really serious, really serious conditions that can um, come up. So I guess what, what has kind of led up to this being given intrathecally? Sure. Well, the central nervous system can act as a sanctuary site for malignant cells. This is particularly common in leukemia and lymphoma, where vincristine and vinblastine are the backbone of treatment. So intrathecal drug delivery allows us to bypass the blood-brain barrier and hopes to kill cancer cells in the central nervous system. 
So fincristine is dispensed in a syringe, especially if it is given at the same time or in the same location as the intrathecal injection. There is potential to confuse these two medications. This may result in vinca alkaloids being administered intrathecally instead of intravenously as intended. So how should this medication be prepared and administered for it to be most safe for patients? So vincristine and other vinca alkaloids should be prepared and administered in a flexible infusion container, also known as a mini bag. The volume should be too large to be given intrathecally. So the bag volumes typically used for pediatric patients are 25 mLs and 50 mLs for adults for the all, all three vinca alkaloids. The final compounded product should be clearly labeled for intravenous use only, fatal if given by other routes. There are no known instances of inadvertent intrathecal administration of vinca alkaloids when prepared in an infusion bag versus a syringe. So some practitioners may have concerns that doing this increases the risk of extravasation and tissue injury. Of published data does not really support this. However, institutions should have guidelines in place to respond to vesicant extravasation quickly and appropriately. Guidelines may include restricting administration to centrally placed venous access devices, or if not possible, infusing to gravity only. Close observation and patient counseling as to signs and symptoms of extravasation is super important. To further prevent unintended administration into the intrathecal space, the World Health Organization recommends vincristine should not be present where intrathecal medications are administered or stored. They also recommend confirming that any prescribed intrathecal medications have been administered before dispensing vincristine and other vinc alkaloids. Thank you. So nationally, is there any type of guidance available for this? Sure. So there are now many organizations supporting this best practice originally issued by the Institute for Safe Medication Practices. The recommendation to prepare vincristine and other vinc alkaloids in a flexible infusion bag was first promoted by the Institute for Safe Medication Practice in 2001 and has been endorsed by the Joint Commission, the World Health Organization, the American Society of Clinical Oncology, Oncology Nursing Society, and the National Comprehensive Cancer Network Best Practices Committee. This practice has been adopted by all 24 National Comprehensive Cancer Network member institutions. So compliance with this best practice is steadily increasing. According to a 2017 Institute for Safe Medication Practices survey of U.S. hospitals, 86% of the 338 hospital respondents stated they have fully adopted this practice. Unfortunately, there continues to be recorded cases of deaths secondary to intrathecal administration of vinca alkaloids. More recently, in March of 2019, the Institution for Safe Medication Practices called on the Federal Drug Administration to have administration by syringe removed from compounding instructions in all vinca alkaloids product labeling. In January 2021, the FDA updated vinca alkaloid labeling for preparation and infusion bags only. This change in the product information has provided a stronger push to ensure health systems change their practices from syringe dispensing to mini bag only. In addition, in 2019, the International Medication Safety Network introduced new global targeted medication safety best practice number two. This best practice states, prepare and dispense vinca alkaloids in a mini bag, never in a syringe, echoing the longstanding recommendation from the Institute for Safe Medication Practices. Thank you. So can you tell us a little bit about what type of policies and practices do we have here at Denver Health to prevent this? For sure. 
So Denver Health has system-wide policies that specifically address both vinca alkaloids and intrathecal dispensing. At our institution, the vinca alkaloids, vincristine vinblastine and vinorelbine, may only be dispensed in a flexible infusion container, also known as a mini bag. Additionally, the orders are built within our electronic health record to prompt proper preparation. Prescribers are restricted to selecting from these pre-built options. As well, all oncolytic prescribing occurs within treatment plans only. Restricting a treatment plan ensures supportive care is in place as well. This might include guidance for extravasation in the case of vesicants. In addition, the medication is configured such that the label prints with the wording for intravenous use only, fatal if given by other routes. This label goes on the final product. All points of ordering, dispensing, and administration contain a built-in double check within the electronic health record. This aligns with American Society of Health System Pharmacists and the jointly held American Society of Clinical Oncology and Oncology Nursing Society Oncolytic Safety Standards. So at our institution, the vinc alkaloids are not administered in the same procedural area. Our intrathecal therapy is done in interventional radiology or sometimes a clinical procedural room, whereas any vinca alkaloid infusions are given in our infusion center. All oncolytic prescribing is restricted to oncologist only. If at any time it is ordered within the electronic health record by mid-level providers, meaning fellows or nurse practitioners, the order must be co-signed by the attending oncologist. Our intrathecal preparations are compounded separately from our other infusions using a specific guideline to ensure the final syringe is sterile, and all of this is done under direct observation of a pharmacist. Intrathecals are dispensed for immediate use only, so there is no storage outside the compounding pharmacy. We require that it be picked up at the compounding pharmacy by either the administering oncologist or oncology fellow at which time they must sign for the medication. If medication is not used, it is to be returned to the compounding pharmacy for disposal as well. Thank you. And for some context, Denver Health is an urban academic medical center. Our oncology patient population doesn't make up kind of a large majority of our services here. So I'm wondering, do you think this would look different if we were at a larger, more cancer-focused health system? Sure. In a larger cancer-focused health system, a higher volume of dispensing may necessitate some variation in process. I would not expect vinca alkaloids to be dispensed outside of labeling and best practice, which states that vinca alkaloids must be diluted in an infusion bag prior to administration. Also important is that each institution has an intentional process that complies with guidelines to ensure safe prescribing, dispensing, and administration of all medications. Thank you. So that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank Georgianne for joining us today to discuss vinca alkaloid dispensing and ISMP best practices. My pleasure, Hannah. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHB's medication safety resources. You can find member-exclusive offerings such as Patient Safety Resource Center, patient education resources through safemedication.com, and exchange ideas and ask questions with your peers on the ASHP Medication Safety Connect community. Thanks again for tuning into this session of ASHP podcast on medication safety, and be sure to subscribe to ASHP podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe 
rate or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.